Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, as always, Dustin P., and on this episode, we finally wrap up Season 8 of AMC's The Walking Dead with the episode entitled Wrath. But before we get into that, allow me to introduce my co-host. You've heard him here all season, multiple seasons. He is the one, the only, Genius McGee. Genius, what's up, bud? Hey, what's going on? Oh, not a whole bunch. We uh, just finished screening the Episode 8 finale. Um, We have got a ton of stuff to talk about because this episode was chock full of a lot of different things. Um, We're going to go in chronological order, essentially, with the episode. So for the sake of brevity and our listeners out there, we dive straight into spoilers. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. With that being said, Genius, what was your first take on the episode? I... I liked it. I I thought it was a good time. I <laughs> sorry, I almost slipped. Um, <clears throat> I thought this was a good wrap up episode. I mean, it was very interesting to me after um, the battle scene. We we're like, holy shit! There's still like twenty minutes to go, and I think this episode flowed good. It had a very good flow to it. But let's uh. I dug it, but let's just go straight into it. Yeah, yeah. It was very weird. The opening scene, the um, the the un the Carl Valley, when the the uh, whole on, on Carl Pond. Yeah, the whole like real weird, weird like time displacement. Rick J- uh, Rick James, <laughs> uh, Rick of Rick Grums. <laughs> but um, it was very interesting to see. But at it was, it was a whole at the beginning. It was one of those ones where it's like. This this season is whole chock full with like things in the beginning and then show up later at the end. Yep. At, at the beginning of the season, he was at the crossroads of the the, the 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 things. We didn't know what the fuck was going on there. We do now. And there were a lot of people conjecturing that that could have been the end of Rick Grimes. Right. But we know now it's not. Um, spoilers. But uh, <laughs> but at the beginning of the Uncarl Valley thing, it was interesting to see that. And I was a little bit, not confused about it, but like, okay. But then finally, I think that had a good payoff at the end. Oh, I uh, absolutely. I mean, I think to bring that back to, you know, what Rick and, and Carl had talked about through the letter. Uh-huh. And to see the interaction between, you know, young Carl and younger Rick. I mean, I think that was very heavy for the episode and, and very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, to see, you know, everything that Carl did in his death led Rick to this point. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of brought him back to the man that Carl remembered. Mm-hmm. And and even what Rick says, you know, I remembered those days, you know, and, and it kind of brought him, it, it kind of recentered him. Yeah. And, and to realize that, you know, Carl had saved him just as much as, you know, Rick had tried to save Carl over the years. Exactly. Like, remember the days there you can't have peace. And it was an interesting play because he, he, when he was talking to Morgan, like, he himself was like, I've they were talking about you've gone back on your word you know when we were at the camp so it was weird to see him do that and i'm going back and forth in time throughout the no we'll, we'll have to jump around because I mean, in order to talk about talk all these about characters, the characters and their growth and whatnot, it's going to be yeah. impossible to go chronologically yeah. so so then when you see it towards um later on where he's like oh yeah we can maybe do this in peace i wasn't expecting when he finally it, it, I, we'll talk about the later that kill but almost kill I was like, "Holy shit!" He did. He just use his kids. Like, hold on, give me a minute. Give yeah, me a minute, the memory. Give me a minute, right? Like, hold on. I, in the name of my child, I beseech you, give me pause. You know, like a whole Beatrix kiddo shit going on. 
And so, and when he was like, I was like, holy shit, that's cold blooded, dude. You went full dark, right? Yeah. But bait and switch was good to see. It was. I mean, we we get a lot of story with a lot of the pieces being moved around before the actual, I guess you would say, the, the, the assault or right. the, the battle sequence or whatnot. And speaking of Rick, um, I wrote this in the notes. That conversation that he'd had with Sadiq gave me the feels. Yeah, that was... For me, that was tough. Yeah. I mean, because really all Rick wanted to know was how it happened. Right. And for Sadiq to, you know, come back and he was talking about, you know, he died paying respects to a woman he didn't even know. Yeah, that, that hit me hard. Yeah, I was and like, it, holy shit. I mean, and right. you can tell how right. hard it hit Rick because <clears throat> as he walked away, he just said, thank you. Yeah. He's, I mean, everybody's got tears. I almost welled up. I was like, holy shit, this is powerful shit. Yeah. That was, that was good writing. Yeah. That, that was good writing. And, and that, that was good, good acting character. on Sadiq and yeah. that, and the character of Sadiq and Rick, but, and, and character too. Cause now I like Sadiq and I was really anti, not anti Sadiq, but I was like, yeah, he better prove his worth quick or he should be fodder, you know? But now I'm, I'm glad he did prove his worth. He's a moral, just character. And he's doing his best. Yeah, he's trying to live up to what you yeah. know. Carl ultimately sacrificed himself for, which was his life. Right. But I, I, I'm with you on that one, man, 100%. I really do think that that interaction between Rick and Sadiq was probably one of the more the more telling and more powerful moments of this entire series. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily this season mm-hmm. or this episode. I mean, because... I can't imagine losing a son because I don't have kids. Right. But you can imagine or you can kind of postulate what that gravity would be on that character mm-hmm. and for him to come for him to come face to face with a character that he has avoided for the most part right because he's sort of blamed he, him he, he for does Rick, his death yeah subconsciously blames Sadiq right. for Carl's death because he saved him but for, but for the justification of why he saved him I think was something that Rick especially needed to hear yeah, it was powerful. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that Rick is out of the woods in terms of, like, you know, you know, missing Carl or coming to grips right, with it. Right, but at the but same But that time, was a step yeah. of the healing process. Exactly. And, I mean, we do see that later on in the episode with mm-hmm. what eventually happens. Right. You know, we see probably the, the best sequential cut shot between with the Rick and Sadiq portion. And then right the King after Jer- Jerry uh, yeah, the King and Jerry. I wrote that in the note. I loved that scene. That was... That was... Yeah, that was probably my favorite scene of the episode. I think so too. For me too, just that scene, just those two, like man, I ain't proud. They're gonna do shit, right? But yeah. even if we lose half of our people, Jerry, today, man, we, we ain't losing, losing shit. shit. I mean, anything, like nah, man. You gotta look at the, you gotta look, you gotta think about the consequences, man. We ain't looking at shit. I love that. And then just at the end, they're just the bro, because they know they they're 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 ready to do this. They yep. know what's gonna happen. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm full on with Jerry. If, if you're gonna die, you might as well. We ain't gonna do shit. We ain't gonna lose shit. I'll be goddamn that they're gonna kill one of us today. You know. It, it, for me, honestly, the reason why I like Jerry so much, he seems real. He's happy. Yeah. He's just With a, all he's this heinous dude. bad shit going on, I mean, he's kidnapped. He's beaten. Mm-hmm. He gets returned. And he's just ready to fuck shit up too. I, I mean, he's got a broad axe. He's a big dude, mm-hmm. but he's always happy. I, I he is just just a boisterous like. I mean, and, and you you see it. It's it's the absolute antithesis of what's going on. Yeah, you've got you know the undead. You know all, all of this heinous shit happening, and all of a sudden he's like, "Man, we ain't losing shit." Right? And he's smiling the entire time. I in the next season to come, I hope 
there is a lot more Jerry and Ezekiel. I do too. I hope there's a lot more of Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, how's Ezekiel? That needs to be a thing. Well, I I author a lot of articles for Boom Howdy, and mm-hmm. one of the Boom one of the Howdy. things that um, the the editor asked me to do is kind of you know just kind of pen an article, you know what what we anticipate seeing coming up, mm-hmm. and one of the things I wrote about was the fact that. We needed more King Ezekiel. Absolutely. You know, after mm-hmm. he lost Shiva, after you know, dealing with the whole rollout of, of Henry and whatnot, the showrunners really put Ezekiel in, in on, on the back burner. And we didn't right. really see the boisterous Kari Payton for ever. I mean, he was he was beaten, he was hurt, he was injured, he was kidnapped, he came back, loses his tiger. Then all of a sudden he's just like out a of the picture. background character, and it's right. like with a with he's a, a goddamn king. He's a goddamn king. Even if he wasn't a king, man, it's Carrie Payton. I mean, right? There, there is no reason to sideline an actor of that caliber who, who came in with such boisterous fanfare. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you and I both know him from Teen Titans Go, right? And, and to to have the the that heavyweight of a gravitas voice, yes, to just, come in and just be like. Oh, we're going to go ahead and sideline him for six episodes. Exactly. It's like, come on now. I mean, even without his tiger, he's still a bit bad, bit badass character. Yeah, he's still great. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> and Jerry just keeps it real, just optimistic uh, and ready to go, you know? And I think they need to be more, we need to see more of the struggles on the kingdom side. And I think it's kind of interesting to see, I want to draw parallels to uh, game of thrones but house house ezekiel and which is going to be an interesting play later because i want to talk a little bit about what a, a, a lannister well there's a new lannister in yes so but yeah. let's, but but you know but we've we, already, we've already covered the spoiler 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 piece so, so i mean we can pretty much talk about anything well, now let's, let's talk all right well, so, hold, on, wait, hold on before we because that was way juicy let me let's hit the door um you know what morgan that i'd like jesus's uh interplay with Morgan when they're going to the battlefield. I do too. Uh, Jesus is one of those characters when we first saw him, I'm like, oh, cool, Kung Fu Jesus. Right. And he kind of faded off into the background a little bit. But Jesus does save. I mean, he he's trying to save Morgan and he's got a valid point. And I think, and I even like care, like, I like this guy already. <laughs> so I, I, I like the Jesus interaction. With I, I do kind of like her line, though. She was like, Jesus, I kind of like this guy. Yeah. It's like almost saying, like, Jesus. What? But it's it just so her delivery on that line was just impeccable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Melissa McBride, hats off to you if I was wearing a hat. Yeah. But, you know, that was just awesome the way she just said that. Um, but, you know, Jesus Jesus is really trying to bring Morgan back. Yeah. You know, he says, how about we use the sharp end of your stick for the dead? Uh-huh. And the blunt end for the living. And you see Morgan kind of look at him. He's like, ah, maybe he's on to something. I'll try it. Yeah. And you see later on in the episode that Morgan actually does do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think Jesus is one of those characters. I mean, Rick, you know, notwithstanding Carol and everything else that we're going to talk about. I think Jesus is a character that through his thoughtfulness is, is able to get through to Morgan and, and make him realize you know some of his missteps and whatnot and there's an interesting thing i'm seeing especially with this episode and a couple of other ones some of the quote-unquote b squad teams mm-hmm. their storylines are more engaging their characters are more engaging than some of the a, a squad example okay like the whole jesus arc 
right? And now even the whole um, Rosita turncoat thing. And, and, I mean, Rosita and Eugene. And what we saw what Eugene did at the end. That was really cool. That was super interesting. But I'm, I'm with you on that. Like okay. the, the kind of interweaving of those two kind of ancillary characters. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting the way they did that. Way more better interesting story than Norman Reedus this season. They're very true. And Norman Reedus was an, is an A-list squad, right? And so those two alone, it's interesting to see that they're kind of coming up. And I'm way – not a bigger fan of the B squad than the A squad right now, but I think that there's a lot more good stuff coming from the B squad, from the JV team. Than, so <laughs> right? You, well, let me ask you this. Do you find yourself more engrossed in their character arcs as opposed to, like, Rick, Carol, the people that we've – that you know, Rick. We've There's seen Carol, him since Carol's episode nothing, one, right? But Carol's had nothing to do this this almost nothing to do this season. Very true. I mean, she took down Terminus by herself, right? And then all of a sudden, they should be in the background. Yeah, right? she kind of goes off and lives in her little cottage, and then has to be you know brought out of hiding, mm-hmm. essentially to to help in the fight. So, I mean, but she's been kicking some ass and she's been doing her job. But she should be given more stuff to do. Yep, like King Ezekiel. So she's an A squad, but she's there. They're running on the back burner for, and I'm, 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 I dig it because I'm digging what they're doing with the B squad. But I wish they would bring out more um, A squad goodness because we can only get so much Grumpy Rick. I mean, and his character arc's been up and down, yeah. and tragically so. But again, Michonne, her character's been an emotional thing. But we, I need, I feel like I wanted more from Michonne. I. I I'm with you in that boat, man. I mean, I understand I, she's out filming Black Panther, so her no. time is a little bit limited. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It's like, let me, let's see a little bit more A-Squad. It, it seemed like it was Rick. This whole season, it seemed like it was Rick and the B-Squad. Yeah, very much so. I mean, what we got is a, is, is a very vengeful Rick going mm-hmm. after, you know, almost being completely blinded by his, his lust for revenge against Negan. Yeah. And we saw a whole lot of B players, and it's it very it's alluding to exactly what you just said. You know, Denai Guerrera was in Black Panther. She had to film additional scenes and whatnot for Infinity War, mm-hmm. so her time was going to be kind of you know removed a little bit, right? You know? And and I understand that, but to take such a heavyweight character as Michonne and completely sideline her or. Yeah. Or, you know, because we don't even really get a lot of the romance between Rick right. and Michonne anymore. Very, very closed off. They're very closed off this season. So... And, I mean, I don't... I, don't get me wrong, man. I don't want The Walking Dead to turn into a soap no, opera. No, I know. And I hope it doesn't seem Blizzard's like, God damn, you don't like... You don't like shit. No, I, I dig... I dig what we got. It's just... And... Because I really dig the B-Squad. And I don't know why I'm going off on this broad tangent thing when we're talking about the episode, but at the same time... I, I feel like I was more vested in the B-Squad characters this season than I was in this one for a better payoff. Well, I don't think you run on a tangent you know, at all. Because, I mean, a lot of the season, especially the back half after the mid-season premiere, mm-hmm. was really the B-Squad. Yeah. Because we got a lot more character with Enid and Aaron going yeah. to Oceanside. We got a lot more character with Rosita and Eugene and their interactions. Mm-hmm. But, um, and for good payoffs. Right. All these came off right. with They good were payoffs. built up very well. Yeah. So... You know, we we see Eugene at the Savior's camp, and he shows Negan. You know, hey, we've got these armaments and whatnot. We're ready to go. All these ammunition, all this ammunition was double checked and triple checked, and you know, post haste by me. You know, everything is good to go. Um, I was not expecting that, but it was a welcome change of pace. I, I I hate to say I was expecting it because I 
don't think it was going to play out the way it was. I was hoping. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was rooting for I was what opti- happened. I was, I was, I was hoping. It was like, I was exactly. I was cautiously optimistic. You're right. The good, good, yes, because like, it seemed like he was ready to go. Fuck those guys. One week ago, we were pissed, and I even wrote in that article that I just referenced. <laughs> Eugene Porter needs to die. Right. Horrifically. Right. You know. I and I'm cool with him it. now. I'm cool with him now. I'm totally cool. I and mean, he deserved that fucking punch for the. Not only did he deserve that punch for the yak, but he deserved that punch for fucking up like tuna casserole. Yeah. And all that kind of <laughs> fucking garlic sardine mac and cheese. Fuck that. He deserved two punches. Yeah, you for do that. not fuck up and clopex some mac and cheese. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, man. It just doesn't happen. Shout out to Sean Spanks. But uh, that's just one of those things where you just. And can't, Uruguay. Yeah, and you just but, can't do that right but now i'm like okay cool welcome back eugene you know god damn that mullet that mulleted um weasel speaking of weasels gregory still needs to get got and i was kind of hoping that that henry jr would have got got by morgan and i was also in my notes i said welcome back scuzzo It's not like welcome back, Kata. Right? Hi, so, Mr. Scazzaro. Okay, sp- <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm with you on that, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Gregory does need to go because mm-hmm. he is a he is a very dangerous piece to leave in play this long because, given his his backstory and his background and everything that he's tried to do up to this point, he's all he's gonna do is cause issue. He needs to go bad, and like, it's sad to see Morgan go. I'm going back to Morgan. Right. Um, I don't know. And I'm sorry, you know, spoiler, 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 if everybody doesn't know by now, you know, Lenny James has signed on with Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, presumably to boost ratings, maybe to to do, you know, a little bit more character growth, which would be cool because I yeah. really do like Morgan. I mean, we saw the five minutes of Yeah, it. about five, ten minutes of the, so the first Fear of the Walking Dead. Just to see what happens because I was like, well, check it out, dude, there's Carol and Rick. And so, yeah, it's interesting to see that. So. Yeah, I mean, you see Jesus try to reach out to Morgan early in the episode. Mm-hmm. You see Carol kind of give her a little two cents kind of deal. Um, you see the interaction with Rick and, and, and Morgan yeah. when they talk about you know what happened back at that, that I guess, with the, the saviors that it had escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, but then during the first portion of Fear of the Walking Dead, you know, spoiler, 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 you see Morgan actually talking with those three individual characters yeah. um, at separate times, and they're all making... They're all making a play for him to come back to their camp. If if you watch the whole episode, you see how it kind of fans out. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm tiptoeing around the the big topic that we need to talk about. But you see Carol trying to get Morgan to come back to the kingdom. You see Jesus trying to get Morgan to come back to Hilltop. You mm-hmm. see Rick trying to get him to come back to Alexandria. Yeah. And it's because I think they all know that Morgan is such a vital and ferocious fighter. Yeah. I mean, in what whatever's going to come. Well, and then like he said, this will be the last thing before we go back to this episode because we're still talking, now we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead. But even Rick goes, wherever you're gonna go, I'm gonna find you. You're right here. Yeah. So unless you're gonna run away, which you ain't gonna do, then you know might as well come back. And next thing, you know, <laughs> you know, he's out. So that's it's a good goodbye. I would rather see him go off in the distance. Then be puppy chow. I would too. Yeah, you know what I'm to saying. Be, to be a fruitless death, right? You know, right. Kind of harkening back to what Negan told Father Gabriel. Especially, and we'll get to Gabriel in a minute because I want to talk about him too because mm-hmm. I got some bullshit about that. But anyway, um, and but for Morgan, I actually finally start getting a little bit more like, okay, 
I know that I need to stay back, but I'm listening to Jesus now and I'm thinking about stuff. So, I, like I said, I would rather see him like right off. Into I would too. Stuff. I mean, he's too he, much he, of a good he, character. For he's fodder. been too big of a right. pivotal character in the story. Even even though we've seen him back off a couple seasons and whatnot, we didn't see him again until Clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came back into the fold and he became this ferocious fighter and kind of confidant of Rick. Yeah, I mean, and, and Carol. Yeah, and, and Ezekiel and Jesus now and Jesus now. Right. So, I mean, to see that that weight of a character just go endlessly in a in like some kind of frivolous battle would and, be absolutely and a, wasteful and a spiral in madness yeah that's you just, know that's as that's disrespectful to lenny james acting ability right, honestly. to make him go crazy and like i mean i'm just glad he didn't go to that you know so but speaking of gabriel yeah let's go back to father g he was like i'm out when he jumped out of the car. tuck and roll grandma tuck and roll so we we see father gabriel <coughs> negan uh what's with negan in the cock teasing like okay, this is what I mean. It's been like three or four times this like this this episode and last episode where it looks like he's right about to bash somebody with the head with Lucille, and then he's like, "Let's go to the car." You know what I'm saying? He's just using his he, he's using the fear. It's just like God damn it, it's, the- no, it's psychological warfare, I man. And, and Negan is one of the best players at yeah, it, man. He, he has been for the last two seasons, which I'm glad why he got what he got. Yeah, that's so, a good way to. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we see Father G jump out of the out of the van or out of their little sport utility vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, Eugene chases him down, and Eugene tells him, "You know, this, that, and the other, and I will kill you if you say another word." And mm-hmm. Father Gabriel is literally shaken up about it. Because from everything we know, from everything that I Eugene mean, even is from Negan, our, right? Even from our point of view, we're like, "Holy shit!" Eugene's off his fucking rails. Yeah. So Negan, Laura. Eugene Laura. and Gabriel get back into the van or get back into the car <laughs> with the and, free candy and the puppy, <laughs> <laughs> and they take off going uh-huh. going to the gigantic, the gigantic reveal, which is a pretty kick ass battle sequence. Believe it or not, I dug it. Considering it wasn't like you know drawn okay, out and whatnot. Here's, here's here's my question. So this is one of those ones. It's just like, like I don't know if I missed something there, but so they go to the they go to. The, well, first of all, Negan plants the phony seed of, hey, we're going to be here, and they're going to be actually somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So the Scooby gang, Survivor gang, goes up there to the first where on the map. Then they get another map saying, there's definitely going to be a trap at this place, so let's go. Why? If they already know it's a trap. And then, But then he says, like, well, I knew you were going to double cross. I knew that you knew that I know that you knew that I knew that we knew. So I did this. It's like, ah, oh, come on, man. That's bullshit. Well, you know? no. I mean, you had to set it up for good television. I mean, yeah, but and honestly, I know that you, uh, it, was, ah. it was pretty damn good. I mean, in, in regards to how he set that up, you know, because he knew Dwight with, you know, Negan coming back and Laura being the person that he picked up in the car. Right. But he knew that he knew he was going to send him bad intel. Right. I understand. I understand what he said. I understand that. Look, let's. But no, the the second map that they find on the other savior was to lead them to the the, the trap, the clear, right, the clear, right? And they said like, oh, that clearing must be a trap, so let's go there. Why in the fuck if they know that it, they, it was a trap already? They, set? They're overthinking it. They're they're overthinking it. Classic overthinking. You know, if you think it's a trap, but it might not be a trap. Is it really a trap? Right. I was like, you fucking know it's a trap. You're walking right into it. Like, but then. Uh, for for the sake of brevity on the episode, right. you just don't know it. It's right, how it plays right, right, right. out. I know. So but it's just, so we he see got Rick, stuck him across. Right. And I mean, 
Me too. I mean, if yeah. you see a map with a gigantic X marked on it, come on now. And it doesn't mean treasure, right? <laughs> so we see Rick and the Scooby Gang go out into the the gigantic <coughs> clearing and whatnot, and we we think that the saviors have Rick and the gang pretty much dead to, you rights. Know, dead to rights. I and mean, they, and they do. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, if the plan stops there, mm-hmm. Rick and the Scooby Gang is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single one of them are dead. Meanwhile, back at meanwhile, right at the um, hilltop, you got a bunch of saviors about to burn that place to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so it all looks dark. Will our heroes survive? And they will because of cat person Aaron <laughs> and the Oceanside gang coming mm-hmm. up to, to save the day. Yep. Um, see him throwing Molotov cocktails because Tara wants to stay back and you know just give the, the people from Hilltop that are escaping mm-hmm. a little bit of distance. You know? And you know what? Good for old Navy model guy. Yeah. We're like, you know what? We're <laughs> even throwing shade at the very end. We're going to help her, even though that bitch ain't going to help us. Like, goddamn, calm, calm down, dude. I'm going to throw a rock because Tara won't give me a gun. Yeah, I guess we're going to do what we have to do, Tara. Thanks, Tara. You know? <laughs> like, But, you know, good for old Navy model guy. I just hope he doesn't come too much of a thing. Because it looked like he was trying to spit game at Maggie. Yeah. Didn't it? Trying to be a surrogate Didn't daddy. It? Didn't it? I'm going to go build windmills and aqueducts, and you're going to fall for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm old Navy model guy. Everybody in khakis. Or everybody out of khakis. Oh, so, like, oh, 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 I see what you did there. So, <laughs> so fuck old Navy model guy, but, you know, good for him this episode. Um, so, we see Oceanside finally <laughs> enter the enter the war, and I'm assuming it's, you know, because of Aaron. Right. You know, and everything that he did out there. And- <laughs> That's not the punishment. Throwing Molotov cocktails at the saviors is the punishment. Well, I mean, it worked. <laughs> but it worked. Because, I mean, it, it the, hill- the hilltop didn't get, you know, didn't get overrun by the saviors. Right. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, the big battle reveal. Mm-hmm. You know, we alluded to it a little bit ago um, with Rick and the gang mm-hmm. being caught out in the middle of the open. All of the saviors pop up. You know, and, and they're shooting downhill. Mm-hmm. They begin to fire. All of the rounds misfire. Even Negan's. And blow up yep. everybody's gun. Kills a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Maims Negan uh, in, in his glove hand. I mean, what is he, Curly from Mice of Men? Um, <laughs> what about the walkers, George? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get... Um, we get an interesting little like hand to hand combat session with everybody. Yeah. Everybody gets a lot of people get their licks in. Yeah, Jesus, and, Morgan, right? Rick. Well, I mean, like so. So, um, doesn't doesn't Eugene get a punch off in, in Negan? Or no, he gets a, no. He that was Father Gabriel. Yeah, Father Gabriel. Father Gabriel gets a punch off. Gets a good. Dwight gets a punch. Dwight gets a punch off Negan. Um, so that's good. And how in the fuck are you gonna go out, Michonne? With like a fucking a butter Swiss knife. Army knife, right? Right. right. Yeah, I I don't get that. I mean, it, no doubt the saviors have had to have seen this chick in combat before. Okay. Even if the weapons were reversed, even if he had the samurai sword, she had the butter knife. Exactly. I mean, we we've seen this from multiple seasons. Michonne is a grade A plus certified badass. <laughs> Give her a katana. She is an A plus plus certified badass, and this guy tries to attack her with a, I'm assuming just a pocket knife. <laughs> wrong, wrong. Habitual line stepper, you know. So he gets killed. She should have been laughing, 
Well, <laughs> just well, back him up. Like, who well, the fuck it, you think you are? And you know, we 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 sit, we split between <laughs> a lot of the different characters that go on. You know, Jesus is attacking a guy. All of a sudden, a guy tries to attack Jesus. Mm-hmm. Morgan hits him with the blunt end of the stick. Bravo! Yeah, bravo! Exactly. So Jesus mm-hmm. is getting through to Morgan, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool to see. You know, actually see it in practice as opposed to just in you know theory. Um, and the the big battle sequence finally. I thought, again, because you even did the Skeletor laugh while we were watching the sequence, when Negan starts to get away, uh-huh. if this would have been another bait and switch, I, I would have stopped. I would have stopped watching, man, because it has happened so many freaking times. <laughs> I'll angry. get you again, Rick Grimes. Right? I'm glad the Savior's like, fuck this. We're, we're, uh, hands up. White flag. <laughs> yeah. They, you know? Yeah. I mean, well. Think Rightfully it. so. Because All they, of their guns were gone. Up. <laughs> and so they got everybody else has got guns. And even if they didn't have guns, there's no way in hand-to-hand combat anybody's going to fuck no, with any of them. absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Not one bit. I don't care how badass the saviors are. No. So we we see a big battle, a uh, big fight sequence but even between... before then, it's, it's hubris. Like, the whole time... Even he's got dead to rights. Uh, fucking Negan's talking shit the whole time. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You yeah. know, the battle, the battle between Rick and Negan. Mm-hmm. You know, R- Negan is continually getting the upper hand on Rick, and I kind of feel bad for Rick Grimes at this point because he is continually getting his ass kicked by everybody. Even with, even with like his hand half blown up. I know. Yeah, Negan, Negan's hand is maimed. Right, and he's, he's still, still fucking Rick shit. up. He's still beating the shit out of Rick. Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and and what you alluded to at the beginning of the episode, it was. Super, super cheap. Super cheap. I mean, and Rick Grimes, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because to use the memory of your dead son to yeah. get the one up. That was horse that, shit. That is some cold-blooded shit. shit. I, I mean, mean, hey, it worked, so good on him, but that is some cold-blooded shit. I'm, if he would have killed him like that, I would have been like, man, that's fucking bullshit. But the fact that, once again, we're getting spoilers, the fact that he let him live. Yep. But I am, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Because for him to be able to do that with a piece of glass, uh, dude, there, there's no way that he would have just, you know, incapacitated Negan. Yeah. No. And then, but even he shouldn't have survived a cut like that, right at the right at the vocal cords. Well, he cut across his throat. He didn't cut like a carotid. Yeah. But right. I'm I'm still calling bullshit the fact that Rick was able to do that with a big piece and, of broken stained glass and not kill him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we we see the reason why you know in, in the. But that did uh, anger me when he used his beseeching beseech on the half of the sun. Well, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I it's guess. a fight to the death. I mean, yeah. that's if, true. No, no offense, but if you and I are fighting to the death and there's a brick on the ground, guess who's getting hit with a brick? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Yeah, it, it, but it's just like, come on, man. Um, I mean, it, I, I think. Give me ten seconds. Well, no, I and, I and think, he got to him too. No, 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 no. I, I think with Rick though, that shows just exactly how far one eighty he's gone from the person that he used to be. Because do you really think that season one or season two, we just got to try to rebuild things? Rick Grimes would have tried to use that as a ploy. No. I don't think so. I think no. I think he I is think so, so far gone at this point that I mean we're looking at a new still, Rick Grimes. True, but he's still just the because one he let him live, Deus ex machina. But he let him live, and he is trying to better the world. And he did leave, let him live on behalf of son on behalf of Carl because of a vow he made. And so, while I do call it bullshit, I think it's one of those, like, the ends justifies the means. Like, he's... But... 
I thought there for a second that Negan and Rick were actually going to hug when you see Negan get really cry, yeah, really start crying, emotional. and he gets Man. really emotional about it. I thought they were like going to. Brothers don't fight. Brothers, Brothers got a hug. hug. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really I, did. I kind of did too. But, you know, I don't know. I kind of – I'm having – I'm not saying buyer's remorse with that. But and the, one of the, the more I think about it, I was like, ah, uh, you know. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and go into what happens because of that. Mm-hmm. So you see Rick, you know, slice at Negan. Negan's incapacitated. He's on the ground. He's bleeding and whatnot. But he is still alive. So Rick calls out to Sadiq. He goes, you know, save him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Maggie goes ape shit crazy. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. He has to die. She wants vengeance. Yeah. I mean, rightfully Negan, so. Negan bashed her husband's mm-hmm. head in with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And and Rick keeps, you know, saying, you know, th- that this is this is the right way to do this. This is the reason, you know, everything happens. And he pontificates out to the the you know the saviors and saying, you know. The, the old way is gone. This is the new way. If you want to rebuild something, good. If you don't, you know, you will die, essentially, mm-hmm. is what he's saying. Yeah. So I, I thought that was cool on Rick's part to actually, you know, take Carl's dying words to heart and, and become, I guess, a better man at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely is fracturing that group of, of survivors. It turned Maggie... It turned Maggie into a fucking supervillain. She was missing a cat and turning around in that chair. She's totally Cersei Lannister, man. She really is. So you got House Ezekiel and Cersei Lannister. She's, and I was thinking about it. She would make a great villain for season four. I mean, for the next season. Season four. Season nine. Uh, Yeah, I mean, season. (laughs) I'm off a few years. No, but apparently, right? I think she'd make a great villain because she's just like. (laughs) <laughs> just I mean, the it, music she was scary and you saw the lights darken around her I mean it was like the she was scary her cabal I was not expecting Jesus to be neither was I and that that's one of the issues I've got I think we're going to talk about that when we do our season 9 primer yeah um, I, I've got to go back and watch some of the episode or some of the episodes again to kind of get a grasp on where Jesus is mm-hmm. but I don't understand where he fits into this kind of triumvirate of terror right I understand I understand Norman Reedus. Uh, yeah, exactly. Easy yeah. Street. Okay, cool. Totally understand. And, and Daryl is a very emotional character, so I understand why he's in that. Yeah. I understand why Maggie's in that, strictly from vengeance, and she doesn't believe that Rick you know, made the right choice. I don't understand how she pulled Michonne into that, because Michonne was consoling Maggie. Well, she was also holding her back. I don't think she was holding her back so yeah, much she, as you know, yeah, just she was kind of letting her cry. Both. Well, she was holding back like, 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 look, no, no, no. She's, she's gotta, he's gotta do this, you know. He's gotta live to show because we have plans. But she didn't say that though. She's probably. So how does she know that Michonne was part of this, this plan? Maybe Michonne was just trying to be consoling. So either, that, that, either, that, either way, right, She's got Michonne in her that's sights. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, so she's now got, you know, she, she says to Jesus and Daryl. You know, we're going to build our fortifications. We're going to supply for our people at the hilltop. We're going to make everything seem as normal. All the while, we're going to be fortifying. We're going to be training. We're going to be preparing for what's next. Yeah. And, you know, you see kind of Daryl sneak out of the shadows, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so you think it's going to be like a civil war? I do. I, I really do. I think it's going to be hilltop versus, you know, everything else that, mm-hmm. that kind of goes on. Um but yeah, I just I don't like that for Maggie's character. Mm-hmm. I understand the vengeance piece. Of I think it, she'd make a great one, but I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, and Jesus, I I don't understand. I don't get that. I, I don't understand how my, that piece fits in. No, at all. I can't wrap my head around that because he's all about peace, 
all about forgiveness. That's what Jesus does, man. He forgives. <laughs> and he saves. Right? <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't understand how Jesus fits into this this triumvirate that they're forming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Maggie alludes to the fact that, you know, we won't do it now. We'll wait for the right time. And then they'll find out why they were wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and she calls him out. She goes, you know, Rick's going to find out. And so is Michonne. Yeah. So pretty much anybody that stands with them is, is going to be standing against the hilltop. Which is weird. Yeah, it's, it's very so weird. weird. You know, and, and we've already we've already said that you and I are a fan of the comic books and fans of the show. Mm-hmm. We try not to conjecture anything that happens in the comic books, and we try not to let that bleed over. Just because there's some people that don't want to read the comic books. Not. Cool. Cool on you. Mm-hmm. But they've deviated so far from the comic that books. That it's two separate entities. Right, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, continue to watch the show because right. that's it, it's not going to be what you think it is. Right. So, with you, man, I'm, I'm 100% confused right now why... Jesus would be in that. We understand mm-hmm. Daryl. We understand Maggie. So that's just one of those things that it's it's just odd to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm glad that they have the other savior camps up and running. Me too. And I'm glad I that like everybody's that. trying to work together. You know, mm-hmm. you see Rosita kind of give the "What's up, girl?" nod to Laura. You know, mm-hmm. as she's she's planting stuff at the at the the camps. Yep. Um, you see them bringing in glass for windows. You see them trying to be. Um, Good neighbors, mm-hmm. yeah. Trying to live the whole, you know, we help you, you help us kind of, you know, motto out. Yeah, and, and trying to live up to what Rick and Rick and the gang are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just sticks in my craw, man. The the whole Maggie thing. It's actually yeah. sidelining my my train of thought right now because I'm trying. <laughs> to, I'm still trying to think of where the hell does Jesus come into this, right? Um. So, but yeah, we we see everybody trying to work together, or at least seemingly working together. Uh, Janice is the new Morgan. Oh yeah, Janice. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. That was that was cool to see Morgan go to the trash heap and say, you know, you don't have to be alone anymore. And then Janice goes, "Well, I'll go grab my things and we'll go." And he goes, "Nope, but up. I got to yeah, I got to be goes, alone." You know, why don't you go? I'll stay here in the trash. I'll be the new trash person for I a little bit. Some trash slurry, right? <laughs> so, he's over there cooking like so, slurry burgers. And her name is Ann. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So you know, I think she might be a nice. Um, I hope she proves to be a valuable asset to the Scooby gang. It's it's going to be weird to see, though, because, you know, Michonne and Rick just left her. Right. So, it's gonna, well, it, so it, might be it looks some, like she's on Team Maggie in the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, even if she makes it back there, if she does go back. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we don't know of that for sure because we don't see Jadis. Oh, no, she wants to go back. Yeah, I, I think she wants to be with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting, just like well, you said, you know, where where she lands and all this. Yeah, because Rick said you can come back. Like, okay, cool. Right, Bye. I'll, I'll go back and hang out with Rick, <laughs> and I will lay with him. <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna go like Oscar the Grouch. She doesn't want a house. She wants to live in the dumpster. She's like, I gotta stay where I'm used to. You know, she's like, <laughs> like she, she's gonna be like the town raccoon, just like until she gets used to like living with people again. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we, we see everything kind of come full <laughs> circle in in this episode. You know, when we see the, the, the flashback of Rick, you know, teary-eyed and whatnot, sitting under the tree, he said, you well, know, my mercy prevails over my wrath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that line. And I do, he, too. He realized that he's okay. He goes, okay, I can be just. Exactly. You know, you know? I, I, we we can go back to the way things were. Yeah. You know, and, and be a better community. Like he said, his mercy yeah. overweighed his wrath. Um, So did Hillbilly Justices. Yep, we we see that Daryl and Dwight go off and you know kind of out into the woods. I thought honestly, I mean, I even made the comment to you during the thing. I said, "Is Daryl going to take him out there and old yeller him right out there in the woods?" I thought he was going to be like, 
when Dwight's on his knees, he's like, Nah, man, I just want to know if you want to go riding with me. I need a riding partner. Run, run, run! And, like, give him, like, another vest or something. Like, I thought, I'm like, that would have been bullshit. But at the same time, I need know. a new Merle. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Get! You know, and just, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see more where Dwight is, but, he, like, he goes, go find her. You know? Yeah, he, so he wants him to find, go find his wife, which, yeah. which was really cool on, on Daryl's part because. And he kind of did. He understands that the reason why, you know, he's even alive is because of Dwight's wife. Yeah. You know, when we found that out a couple episodes ago. So what, what does that leave for Dwight? I mean, because Daryl even tells him, if you ever come back here again, I'll kill you. Yeah. Well, looks like Dwight's going to hook up with the, the Alexandria community in the future. Yeah. Because I think that's, what's going to feed into like the civil war thing is that Daryl and Daryl and Dwight are going to come to blows huh. during, during the gigantic blow up. So I don't know. Conjectureville, but I think I'm, I'm calling that one for you know season nine or possibly even season ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to see the Whisperers for yeah. season nine. I want to see them get introduced because now we find out that Negan is still alive, but Rick and Michonne have decided to imprison him for the duration of his life. Is his vocal cords cut? Uh, probably healing or whatnot. I hope that kind of cut. That'd be fucking awesome. You yeah, like, no more ne- no no more Negan with the Neganisms, right? I don't know. Maybe I mean, no. I think they hope they heal, but like for him to have like you know, shut the fuck up for a little bit, you know, because that's where he gets his power. I was kind of hoping that like, hey, you're gonna sit in a cell for everybody to see. I was hoping they'd make like some sort of weird like Iron Wicker Man thing that he just sit not the peace, right? Just sit in the sun and just bake. Like, in the middle of, like, a town square. Like, this is what we do to plunders! You know? They, they put him in a cell in the middle of town, uh, like, the, right? the town Let's square. Right? Let's be a warning to ye who do not pay debt, you know? <laughs> just, like, some Iron Maiden-ass shit. Not like the band, but, like, an actual... <laughs> It'd be cool if the band was there. I mean... Right? I mean... I mean shout yeah. out to Greg D. from Nerds and Nostalgia. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, I, that, that would be really cool to see. And, I mean, I think the plan that they've got is to... You know, show that law and order can exist in this new mm-hmm. world, and mm-hmm. they're gonna they're going to use Negan as the role model for this, and they're gonna imprison him for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um. So, wow. Um. Cool, I guess. You know, what happens if he gets out? Is he gonna be? He'll know, be on Team Rick again in the Civil War. I don't know, man. I, I I'm not calling Negan the Winter Soldier. You know, I don't I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna go full on Bucky on this one. But uh, he's gonna replace his arm with the bat. It's just gonna be with seal. It's all makeshift and shit. <laughs> but I mean, now he's got an effed up hand. So I mean, my, maybe yeah. he saws the bat off and uses it like how like Merle had the like little <laughs> like cool knife. He's got yeah. like a half a club. He fucking puts the bat in the stump, just like just like ready to fuck shit up. Uh, so possible. I mean, that, that kills us with Negan. That that, that brings us to Dwight and Daryl. Um, it's a, it, Gabriel got his sight back. Is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's I, bullshit. Well, but I mean, he was on antibiotics. That's true. I mean, but and, like, and we don't really know how how far after the war when Gabriel goes back to Alexandria and goes into the church. We don't know how far that is in time. Yeah, I mean, he had already started to gain back his sight when he jumped out of the car. That's true. Now that he's getting healing and he's not getting like sardine casserole yeah, n- n- now that he's actually getting some antibiotics yeah and <laughs> so i mean you know father so, gabriel goes back and i guess he reaffirms himself to god i'd rather see him a blind priest i think it'd be cooler like totally blind uh-huh. like i think it'd be cooler like just like like i like i like the other stereotypical stereotypical arch- archetypal blind priest that's like so full of wisdom and like the power
power of God. That and Jesus like, guides him through his daily <laughs> tasks because he can't see. Well, not in that. He just, like, spits mad wisdom, you know? He can't really fight, but he's there for, like, spiritual. But he can fight, but more like with Morgan's, like, staff. You know? I'd like to see a, I'd like to see Gabriel as a badass, blind, prophet-spitting priest. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm talking this, about... this is not Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer. This is not happening. Be? This is not happening. I'm sorry, Father Gabriel is not that good of a character that all of a sudden he starts beating the shit out of people blinded. I think it'd be dope. Like, like, or like the blind guy from the. That's blind a priest. canon film for Christ's sake. Or the blind priest from fucking. They <laughs> That's live. all that would be. <laughs> canon films would re would reunite and make that one film. <laughs> the one I I'd go see it. Shit, it's I'd a, be it's, there opening it's day. A, it's a one off, and then. It's just called Father Gabriel. Right? It'd be just me, me and you in the theater, like, fucking in the mouth of madness, just, like, watching, like, ha, 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 laughing at the screen, the old empty-ass theater. No, but... I mean, but... <laughs> the seasons to come, I mean, it's it's going to get really interesting, man, because we've got, you know, Maggie, Daryl, and the the still unknown why is Jesus there character. So weird! We got Rick and Michonne, and... Unless now, he's a mole. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of see that. Unless he's a mole, I, I would like to see that. Let's Me just too. put it that way. Me too. Um, and you know, we got Rick and Michonne on one side. You've got the 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 happiest, the happiest go lucky troop there is. You got King Ezekiel, Jerry, and Carol going back to the kingdom, mm-hmm. which you know that they're setting up the Ezekiel Carol you know romance line. Good, yeah. Good. I Carol think... deserves something good in this world. I agree. And House Ezekiel he needs a matron. Yep. Yep, and Ezekiel needs more to do. Absolutely. So does Jerry. Absolutely. So we get, we've got all those pieces, and we've got these three these three groups, you know, fractured and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So where does this lead us for season nine? Do you think they should have killed Negan? Let's Ooh. just say, let's just say, okay. I don't know. Say, I, where I, do you I, land on the Civil War, the hypothetical Civil War? I don't know, man. I, I think that, well, getting to your original question about Negan and whatnot, I thought it was really cool the way that they set that up with mm-hmm. everybody looking down on Rick as he could have, you know, struck the fatal blow mm-hmm. and he doesn't. You know, Showing I, mercy over his wrath. I mean, yeah, because it was even, you know, the hilltop, the the kingdom, the, the survivors. You saw all the saviors in the background that were still alive. They all watched him walk away from Negan. Hmm. You know, and he, Negan and, and walk away. And he even had the ability, I mean... I'm wondering, and it's because they didn't show the shot really well, um, or they, they chose to not show the shot. Were they watching the entire fight between Rick and Rick and Negan? I don't think they got the whole there the whole time. But I they mean, got there at the like the, the quote unquote, you know Beseeching. Yeah, the the red herring, you know. Yeah. On in behalf in the name the, of my child, you know, I beseech you. I think they got to that point, so they're like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, this dude's cold. Yeah, <laughs> cold blooded. So I, uh, I don't know, man. And and as for your your other question about civil war, I, as much as I would love to say it, I'm always gonna be Team Rick. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be Team Rick just because I mean he knows, he knows what it takes to be you know, terrible. Yeah, I mean Maggie doesn't know that. I mean, no matter, no matter. She but she is, wants to be terrible. That's she the wants thing. to, but it, it's one of those things where you you can't be a carpenter if you're a welder. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you have to learn that. that those but things she's cold blooded. Learned like no, I think she learned it when she walked over to the th- when she and, walked over the thing and just blew that prisoner away. That was or, one person. Rick has killed a ton. I, like what he did with Morgan in that bar or that that uh, the where the saviors were. Yeah, but she's got it. She's got it in her and she's got the vengeance. I I personally don't think she's right. 
I don't either. I think Rick made the right call. One, like she said, Rick did make the right call in letting everybody else live, but he needed to. He um, he needs to die. Just him. I don't think that he. I if he can put his ass in jail, rotten there for the rest of his life, you know. And some maybe some days I'm like, you fucking put a bullet in his ass. But I think overall. If we can spare him, he can see the error of his ways or even, like, live with the fucking guilt to know that he done fucked up, you know, with his own personal hell. I think the motherboard power, too. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, in the season nine, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see some kind of, like, false uh, false smoothing overs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see Rick go to Maggie and tell him, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't kill him. This is the reason why. And right. he's going to play that Carl card again. Maggie's going to, you know, accept it or it just quasi seemingly accepted like, okay yeah i'm well i'm sorry i doubted you this that and the other and she's still gonna have her plan right but it, it it's it's almost appropriate that daryl gets pitted against rick at this point because they have gone back and forth on yeah. you know ending these things yeah you know rick knows that daryl and tara you know tara Ritas mm-hmm. were the ones that foiled the planet at the the, the sanctuary um daryl wanted to go finish it Rick got in a fight with him on this ro- the yeah. side of the road. So we we see all these uh, this like sibling rivalry or whatnot or this brotherly hatred fighting, you know, going on between Rick and Rick and Daryl. Yeah. So I just don't I I don't know why Maggie wouldn't have more trust in what Rick was doing or yeah. at least be understanding of the plan that they had to create a secret cabal and be able to go all super villain. You know, I hope the next season they have they fight a little bit of each other, and then they fight that big ass walking walker herd that's on the horizon. Well, and, and that was one of the the things that I, I picked up toward the later part of the episode. I think that's why in season nine they're going to introduce the whisperers mm-hmm. because that's going to be a distraction to what all's going on with Maggie and the Hilltop. Yeah, you know the the whispers. If anybody has read the comic books or whatnot, we'll just give you a brief cursory you know over. It's people that wear Walker skins and they mm-hmm. whisper in order to communicate with one another. Um, so it's it's going to be for me. It's going to be a huge payoff if they introduce the whispers. Yeah, because the whispers are even bigger baddies than what Negan is. Um, I think they used all of Jeffrey Dean Morgan kind of up in these last two seasons. Mm-hmm. So now um, he has to be a good guy? Not necessarily a good guy, but I just don't think he's going to be as... as A reluctant... Pivotal yeah. as he was. I wouldn't mind seeing him being a reluctant hero. Like, either you fight with us or you die. That'd be kind of cool. You know, like, hey, we're about to fight this walker-ass herd, or we're about to fight these whispers, and they're going to kill us, so what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? I don't know, but that's season... Th- that's season <laughs> that's conjecture, yeah. yeah that's either conjecture. here or there. Yeah, but... I mean, predicting and, mm-hmm. and whatnot has always... It's never been our strong suit because these guys go so off the rails. I mean, I didn't really picture them killing off Carl the way yeah. that they did. Yeah, um, I but, thought it, I thought he had more legs and he was going to be here for a couple more seasons, so... But I'm glad... I'm glad Jeffrey Dean Morgan got his. I'm glad they didn't kill him. Yeah, I am too. I mean, because I think that that Jeffrey Dean Morgan as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's getting more roles in Hollywood, so I mean, he's going to be kind of out of you know the, the main for a the main bit, eye. I think you know, and they're going to use him as a healing. You know, oh, this is a healing story arc. That's the reason why you don't see Negan every episode. Yeah, I I think he still has legs as the reluctant as a reluctant hero. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't I, mind. I like I said, I wouldn't too. mind seeing him. Maybe a little uh, portion of redemption where him and Rick actually have the opportunity to sit and talk about you know. Yeah why they got to that point. Mm-hmm. He could be like... Yeah, maybe a not, little catharsis for both of them. Not saying he'd become um, Rick's number two. No. Not at all. No, but, no, 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 no. But, you know, maybe like, uh, 
God damn it, I hate you. Like a frenemy. I honestly, oh, no. see, see, season nine. I just want to see Heath. I want to see Heath again. Where the fuck is he at? Heath has been MIA for a long ass time. I want to see Heath. If they're gonna introduce more characters, they're gonna have to come up with somebody a lot better. That not a lot better, but uh, Stephen Og this season fucking killed it. So if they're gonna introduce more characters, they need to be at least on that level of Stephen Og. Stephen Ogg comes back as another character. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Law & Order does with a lot of their, their right, bad guys and then they turn to be good guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, did you forget that we used Diane Neal? <laughs> well, here she is. She's a district attorney. Again. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, yeah, Stephen Ogg was definitely one of the coolest characters that, that we've seen so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the governor. I thought David Morrissey was great as the governor. I mean, we're both huge fans of Jeffrey Dean Morgan outside of even just his role as Negan, but mm-hmm. he is awesome as Negan. But Stephen Ogg, I think this last se- probably like last half season, he has become more favorite to me than what Negan was. You know, I like, I really liked his character. I do too. So it's too bad he went last episode and we didn't see him really in it here. But you know, that's what happens, man. You try to usurp. I know. Maybe, yeah. maybe some you get your you shit out. shut down. Exactly. You get chained to a fence. Right. So, do we have any any loose ends that you can think of that we need to talk about? No, we got the fact that that Jadis is the new Morgan, and um, like no, I I, I still say yeah, it's all right. I mean, like for it all in all, we're now ready for Conjectureville. Yeah. So I, well, I enjoyed it, like we do on all these episodes. With that all being said. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what was your scoring on this particular episode? I'm actually going to go... I I really enjoyed this episode. I'm going to go 8. Even though I had a lot of questions, a lot of concerns about it, I thought that it wrapped up the story quite nicely overall and added, the con- added some good elements of conjecture. I was going to go a, a little bit lower, but there's something about Evil Maggie that just kind of like sparked my interest. Even with even with what the fuck Jesus, I was just I, I was or more I, than why the fuck Jesus right of all the characters right I was but I was still like this is great I can totally see this evil Maggie plot and I can I, too and I really enjoy what I'm thinking all the conjecture that I'm putting in my mind they wrapped up the story quite nicely they tied up all the loose ends that I can think of um, and they did it where it leaves an open world enough where. There's more stories to tell. Yeah. But even if everything stopped, it would still be fine. It, yeah, and it would be a good it would be a good wrap up. Yeah. If everything were to just kind of go to hell right now. And that's what I think this episode's main goal was was to wrap up everything. And I think it did its job for the most part. Yeah, so and that's, we we trim the fat too on yeah. a lot of baddies. Yeah. You know, because we don't have a lot of bad guys that we need <coughs> to worry about, you yeah. know, like, you know, the 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 bullet farm and you know the sanctuary yeah. and now now we've got we've got potentially another you know another threat back from the walkers and what could potentially be happening in season nine <coughs> whispers but right. um I, I, I would love to see that happen i would love to see that happen so but i mean with that being said you're gonna go ahead and give it an eight uh I'll, is there a way to go low eight soft eight soft eight all right i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh i'm gonna go 7.5 i mean i really did enjoy this episode mm-hmm. the 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 what the fuck jesus part is still sticking with me right and i, mean, I think that's the only reason why i'm scoring it lower is because i don't I don't understand why he fits into there. There's a lot of questions about this episode and about everything that I don't understand, but it's one of those ones where you're like, we'll, we'll see. You know, that's where I was like, I, I, I almost like conjecture 
I almost like this episode more for the conjecture that it gives than than what it brought to the table. Right. Yeah, it gives us it gives us so many more roads that we could which travel is, down. Which is weird, you know? I mean, because I'm giving it such a high level, but I'm like, it's because what it was it's going to give us, the promise of more to come. But I think that's my thing, you know? I, 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 I'm wanting to see where it goes more. That's why I'm giving it a little bit higher, because it did, it did wrap it up and gave me that what I wanted. Yeah, it, it gave you another morsel to kind of chew on and yeah. kind of think about and whatnot. Yeah. So you're going to go with, with a soft, soft eight. eight. I'm going to go seven, seven and a half, somewhere in that area. But <laughs> but I do want to remind all of our listeners that you guys will not be without us for very long. No. Because starting on April 22nd, that's right, next Sunday, mm-hmm. Genius and I's favorite television show comes back after quite a hiatus. With and, fucking kick to the ribs and we are going to be doing a recap show on amc's into the badlands mm-hmm. we have a primer ready to come out yep so go ahead and listen to that but if you have not seen that show season one season two are streaming on netflix yeah you so need to see the show first season is like six episodes that's like uh, second season i believe was 10 yeah so you got roughly roughly 14 hours worth of content that you have to view knock it out in a weekend or so and you come back to it man it's worth it's worth your fucking time worth your fucking time especially if you're fan, especially if you're a fan of walking dead and because you like gory shit you know it's not zombies but it's gory shit yeah so, so i mean if you come back and you say you know genius dustin p you guys are full of shit i hate the show then you're wait, wrong <laughs> you're wrong that's, and, that's then, and then wait till we come back for season nine of walking dead so whatever so but yeah but, we will be airing those episodes the recap of amc's into the badlands we'll be airing those mondays following the show it does air sunday evenings at 9 p.m central time mm-hmm. so but with that being said i'm your host Dustin P. On behalf of Genius McGee, I'm going to go fix this stained glass window. <laughs>